Spirits got very high. Don't say I'm much higher. You are better than me. You are faster than me. You are not gonna be gentle. Say, don't say, but different. But say, I say, but say, don't say, oh yeah. John Feldman from Goldfinger. You're listening to Dying Scene Radio. Greetings, comrades. Welcome to episode 23 of Dying Scene Radio. I am one of your hosts, Anarcho Punk. With me, as always, is my brother from a nutter utter, Mr. Bobby Burns. Salutate the wonderful listeners, Robert. Hello, everybody. As always, uh, we are going to be listening to some rad new music from awesome new bands that you are probably too lazy to discover, and we're going to be chatting about some of the more noteworthy scene news from the last week or two, although uh, there really hasn't been much going on still, Uh, but we're going to be talking about whatever news we could scrounge up. Um, Our theme song for this episode was flown in all the way from Japan. That was Free Kick with Crack Fuck Steady, which I think is probably a very appropriate name for a Japanese band singing ska core. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I was, tra- so Sarah, my fiance is Japanese or at least 75% Japanese and she speaks it fluently. So I was trying to okay. get her to like uh, translate the words for me, um, which she was uh. unable to do. Which sort of makes sense because half the time I listen to music in English, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. Right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it definitely takes quite a few uh, listen throughs sometimes it, to yeah, get Yeah, I didn't those. even I didn't even realize this band was Japanese because it just it didn't sound like it. So uh, from yeah, whatever accent well, there you, you could go. hear, I was guessing like I don't know Swedish or German or something. Uh, pretty far off. That wasn't wasn't extremely. even close. No, extremely um, far off. Yeah. But the uh, song was from the 2013 EP, Dawn of the Future. Uh, We normally don't play songs from uh, that far back. What is that? Seven years ago. Um, But Bad Time Records just released an LP called Virtuous by Nature, and it's a collection of some of the band's best tracks from over the past decade, plus some previously unreleased material. Uh, This song being one of the songs that was... uh, I guess, in their collection. So, um, but yeah, they said it's all being released at one time. There's 24 tracks. So it's a huge, uh, kind of pill to swallow of all of the music all at once, but it does get you caught up quick. And the whole album was pretty (laughs) fucking incredible. Is this a band that's um, still together? 
yeah, they, I think they were supposed to tour uh, here in the U.S. in 2020, but um, Mother Earth had different plans, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, um, I'm sure we'll have plans to make up for that and tour the U.S. When they do, you should definitely go check them out. Um, I'm a little bit sad that they're not coming. I, I'm sad that there's no shows at all. So. I was going to say, I think uh, <laughs> we're sad that nobody is <laughs> right. touring. We'll take anybody. Hey, we literally will take anybody at this point in time. Um, yeah, I would. Uh, what you been up to? Nothing. Speaking of, Nothing. not going to shows. Nothing. You've just been working from home. Yeah, I literally can't think of one thing I did since the last time <laughs> we talked. Well. That okay. is interesting or worth talking about other than completing a Dungeons and Dragons campaign and leveling up to level seven with my human fighter. Well, that's, uh, that's not very groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Dungeons and Dragons is a blast. Yes, I agree. I'm glad that you have some sort of outlet. Even if it is slightly nerdy, that's it's, fine. It's been the thing that I look forward to like every week because we play every Friday night. So not only does it denote the end of my week and having to like wake up and do stuff for other people, um, like going to work, um, it uh, I don't know. It's just a fun outlet that I haven't done since I was 21 years old, 22 years old. And so here I am 13 years later rediscovering it again and having more fun than ever. I mean, and... Uh, one of the cool things, have you ever played or no? Uh, yeah. yeah oh, okay. I've played a few times. So because um, it's 2020, there is a ton of technology to support Dungeons & Dragons and make it a billion <laughs> times easier. So, like, your character is set up now. If you just go to dndbeyond.com, like, it is like Dungeons and Dragons or Wizards of the Coast's like website for all this stuff. You can purchase everything there, but like a lot of it you can find online for free and you can create a free account with them. <clears throat> and creating a character is as simple as clicking buttons and it does all the calculations for you. So there's no more like <laughs> tedious figuring out what the fuck's going on. Like it will everything just pulls up. You don't have to flip pages and it gives you a lot more time to like <laughs> dig in instead of wasting your time building a character, you get to waste your time like um giving your character a backstory and, and like getting into the role play aspect of it more. So that's, I don't know. I've had a blast. We use that and we use something else called uh roll 20. Um, and then uh, a third, like third party thing called beyond 20 and it like links everything together. And so <laughs> we've got these badass wow. maps and we just get <laughs> hammered and play D and D for six to eight hours. And half the time, Jeez. by the time it's over, you wake up and the next morning you're like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Does anybody like how do you how do you even log this if nobody's really if, keeping if everybody's track? that drunk um, <laughs> right no but it's it, it really is if you guys uh if any of our listeners used to play um and haven't played recently i mean like it is totally worth re-exploring, especially right now, because it's something that you can do through the internet, um, and uh, it's a lot easier than it ever was, and it's a fun way to just hang out with your friends. Well, good. I might have to check that out. I, I would guess the last time I played Dungeons & Dragons was probably 1987, would be my guess. Holy so shit. Sure so, it's... like, when you were a kid. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure at my local comic shop on Saturdays, yeah. they would have start in the morning as soon as the doors open, and they would go until sometimes the owner would have to come back and close up afterwards. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I hopped in on a few of those games uh, back in the day. Yeah, it's so. well, I mean, look, I know you're 40 years old or older. I forget how old mm. you are. Uh, yeah, let's 60, go 40. I like 70. that. Um, but, uh, it's still fun, man. It keeps you young. It's a good excuse to hang out with, you know, some friends. There you so. go. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a good, it's a good escape. And, uh, especially these days you kind of need that. Um, luckily here in Colorado, the residents have been relatively responsible in their mask wearing and social distancing. So we have been rewarded with, um, some bars and stuff opening. So I actually got to shoot my first, I guess my first real show of 2020, which is really sad, almost seven months in. Yeah. Um, but the last one that I shot, the last punk show that I shot was um, New Year's Eve uh, against me. Um, the same venue that we went to on New Year's Eve while you were here. Um, but that was the last punk show that I shot. I did shoot one more maybe a month or so later. Yeah, for, I remember I remember that one. Yeah, so what it was wasn't punk at all, but what was the show um, like now that things are opening back up? I mean, was it like no mosh pits, socially distant, everybody like six feet apart or three feet apart? Did you have to wear masks? Like what was it outdoor yeah, well, or indoor? This was indoors. It's at a bigger establishment um called Antero uh-huh. Music Hall. Uh it's in a neighborhood outside of denver i don't know my neighborhoods i'd never leave the city really yeah um unless there's just some random show like this um but our friends at uh colorado punk rock army were putting on the show um and of course i had to go i have to shoot something i have to get out of the house and go to a show um but yeah it was masks i mean it's it's a it's a big so they've got a nice stage it's maybe a little bit more of a venue than it is a bar Uh so it's built a little bit better for a show like that Um, plus it's a couple of smaller local bands here to Denver. So it was never going to be like <laughs> a huge a show, big yeah. crowd. Yeah. yeah. So it was actually kind of a really good, um, first show back. There wasn't, um, you know, nobody was like starting a pit, but there really wasn't enough people there for it. You know, there might've been uh, during a normal show, maybe three or four people that might've started a little pit, just getting down there and shoving around, but right. that didn't happen. Um, there was, um, high top tables set out on the dance floor for the most part. There was, um, six feet between all of them at least. So, uh, did you very, have to stay um, seated if you were attending the show? Like were they, requesting- yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think the rule was, you know, you were supposed to be seated. Um, of course I wasn't cause I was up taking pictures, right. but, um, yeah, you know, like go to the bar, get your drink, get back to your seat kind of thing. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, I saw the bartenders have to settle one guy down who was starting to get a little bit, like he wanted to get in the pit and started something that was taking <laughs> off his mask and they're like, slow down. He's guy. like circling so. between tables and just fucking hitting people <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> yeah, well, he was up near the bar. He was seated at the bar. That's funny. Um, but yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, it was a good show. Uh, local bands, um, a little off. Uh, Barry Mia, who are friends, um, and the Swifts. Bring out the and the Swifts. So, a good evening of pop punk. Nice. I was very stoked. Was yeah. that the only Pretty show cool that you've show. been to? 
Only one I've been to all year besides that one that I went to. Do they have plans for any other shows out there or no? Well, so all of a sudden they started announcing shows everywhere. And then today uh, the governor announced that they were going to be shutting down bars. So (laughs) all these shows are now being canceled again. Why are are they they shutting it down? Is there an increase in cases where you guys are at? Yeah, there's been a couple uh, reports of um, very crowded bars and clubs. Since they've kind of loosened up. This is fucking crazy. Like, I I don't get why they're just not, like, shut everything down for fucking three weeks or a month and just be done with this shit. Like, it is getting dragged out, like, so long. Rip the Band-Aid off and let's just hunker down and be done with it. It's, I don't know. It's absurd that, that A, that it's gone on this long. Like, I mean, we couldn't predict that. But B, that, that we're not, I don't know. And and that people are just like, you're not going to keep me at home. Like I got to work, and it's like, yeah, I, no, I, and that's not helping things. That's why, that's why the, you know, the the people that can't do it responsibly are kind of ruining it. And like I said, Denver's been relatively responsible. Um, yeah, but you know, there's always going to be assholes well, that kind of ruin it for everybody. It's hard to know like how to be responsible when your local government is being like. Yeah, do whatever you want. Like, you don't have to do this or wear face masks or whatever. And like, <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, here, like, I'll go I'll go to the store, and it's mandatory in L.A. County or L.A. City, rather. Um, and people aren't wearing face masks, and nobody's doing a thing about it. Like, people are still selling them stuff, serving them stuff. It's like, it, it might as well not even be in effect. I mean, people are, are obeying it for the most part. I mean, 99.9% of people, but the ones who aren't, like they're not doing anything about it so essentially nobody could follow the rules if you wanted to and it would be exactly the same yeah they're pretty good about it here i've seen um most people complying with with that yeah the the rules um, i I mean look i also want to say i'm not a fucking expert on this stuff like I don't know if it's necessary or not like all i know is i just want to be done with this shit and i'm willing to stay home for two weeks completely load up on food and just not go out and not see anybody if that means we can get back to <laughs> that's that's what mrs anarcho punk says just make a mandatory lockdown for two or three weeks make everybody just stay inside get it the fuck over with and let's get on so yeah yeah i don't know man I i'm know. i'm just saying i'm willing to do it i don't know anything about any of this but if that's what it takes i'm i'm willing to do it i'm not yeah s- and that's kind of where i lie i'm like i'm not smart enough to really make no. a decision on this. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna rely on the people that have been studying this for a lot longer than me um which i guess is a pretty unpopular opinion these days to trust the experts i'm a i'm a sheeple apparently mm-hmm. um yep. because i'm not smart enough to know everything about everything because you're not smart so. enough to do your own research and look up some youtube videos <laughs> watch youtube all day long yeah <laughs> Exactly. So I rely on uh, the people that went to university and learned things that I am uh, definitely too dumb to learn. Well, uh, I, yeah. I hope you guys don't shut your bars back down for too long. And I hope we can get well, back to it this. does look, you know, it kind of sucks. There was one of the local bars, actually the one closest to me, that did a, a fair amount of punk rock shows, um, went under and it got promptly purchased by a company that does you know similar kind of shows so yeah i think we'll be all right um uh, a couple of the bars that um i'm fans of are um serve food so they can remain open 
Yeah. That's pretty cool too. I, I so. wonder, so I saw one of my friends go to a like drive-in rave out in the desert out here where it was just a bunch of cars and they were all 20 feet apart and everyone pulled out their pools and strobe lights and everything else and hooked them up <laughs> to their cars and socially distanced did drugs. Um, awesome. And, uh, but I'm like, man, I wonder like if you could pull that off with, you know, like some live shows and shit. And then I'm like, that would, f- I, I feel like it would defeat like the social purpose. Like I don't want to yeah. stay in my fucking fence and like yell at people right. 20 feet away. Like, ah, oh, it's a great song or I don't yeah. know. It, it just, it seems weird. So. Yeah, it's a little weird. I'm sure it will be. We will adapt. I think, uh, if nothing else, we human beings are adaptable. Sure. uh, If you can't make it through this, and if you can't do something as simple as wear a mask, then fuck you. I wonder how many bands are going to have to call it quits after this, financially. I don't know. I mean, if you're not touring, what kind of costs are you incurring? (laughs) <laughs> that's sort of sad to think of it that way that a tour going and promoting your band is a, a cost yeah, exactly, as opposed exactly. to like a way to I'm make sure. money <laughs> I'm sure nobody else in the in our scene right now batted an eye when I said that but yeah it is a sad you, like that's the cost you incur sure I'm, I'm thinking like they're not money. making money because they're out on tour and you're like no way that's uh, that's how you spend money as a band not how yes, you make money exactly if you come home broke broken even I guess uh, you're probably doing all right. Yeah. Uh, most bands that I know, most friends bands that I know, uh, they're happy if they get some drink tickets and some pizza. That's so. true. You know what? Now that I, I feel like I go back to some of my interviewer uh, interviews, uh, even with some of the big bands that I did, a lot of them had day jobs. So I can't imagine like some of our friends in smaller bands or bands that, you know, right. are have... 5,000 or 10,000 or 20,000 followers. I can't imagine them not having day jobs when they're, they're back home. And right. Shit, so. Exactly. So usually when most people I know go on tour, they're leaving their job yep. <laughs> and spending the money they've been saving So this saving is probably the longest everybody <laughs> in a intermediate uh, sized band has yeah. held a job. <laughs> yep. Hope they don't get sick the rest of the year because yeah. they just burned all their PTO. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> God bless them. Uh, that's our scene for you, though. Um, all right. Well, I guess we need to do what we're here for, play a little bit of music. Uh, We are going to start off our first block of music, as we always do, with Boss Man Dave's solid gold block of the episode. Uh, This one is called Longevity from Maverick.
That five piece is called Maverick. They're from Sydney, Australia. The name of the song was Longevity. Name of the band was Maverick. That song was from the 2018 debut EP, State of Mind. Uh, And that was the second straight pick from Bossman Dave. There's been, um, I don't know, like fringy, not quite punk. This is a little bit of a mix, I guess, like hip hop and punk. I was going to say, it's definitely punk, but it's a mix. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of cool. And, and Dave's probably a little bit more open-minded than myself. I kind of tend to stick to some of the more traditional ones, but it's always and that's why I like having picks from them. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that, you know, I wouldn't see because it's just not what I listen to in my everyday. And there's a definitely a, a market for it. I guess a market isn't the right word, but there's people out there that like that kind of music. So, and Dave was uh-huh. one of them. So, I think the last pick he sent was a little bit more metal. This one's a little bit more like, I don't know, hip-hop. Slash hardcore. It did make me punk. think, like, I, or wonder how Dave chooses his songs that he's going to send in for the episode. If he's like, I think this will go with some stuff that they're playing, or if it's just like, this is just what I'm listening to this week, and here you go. Well, he's finally gotten keen and started sending, like, batches at a time for when he goes <laughs> silent on us. <laughs> so he only has to respond twice a yeah, year. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, three times a year, max. That's yeah. as much as he wants to talk to us. So he just sends in four or five at a time now. He's, he's finally gotten wise to it. That's funny. So good on you, boss man, Dave. It only took you what, two years, two or three years oh, I was to, gonna say, to I finally think, get sick of Yeah, three years longer. We've been doing this for a while now. Yeah. Yeah, we have. And um, I guess we're only 28. There might be about another six or seven episodes that we've done, like as special episodes or albums of the year. So we're probably about 30, 30 episodes. So that's not bad. Yeah. Two and a half years. I am looking at this and our first episode launched three years ago. Oh, in, wow. In August. But we did uh, some practice episodes. Yeah, we did. That's why it seems like longer. <laughs> For a second, I'm like, we did some practice episodes. We should release those. And then I immediately no. went, no, nah, definitely <laughs> shouldn't do that. Yeah, it was funny. We had to do practice episodes because Boss Man Dave didn't trust us. <laughs> I mean, I didn't trust us, if I'm being honest. I barely trust uh, us now. It was probably a good idea. Yeah, he better trust us now. I, I made a uh, joke the other day uh, on, well, one of the last episodes about or the official voice of dying scene, uh, dyingscene.com. And I think we might might be permanent at this rate. I haven't gotten <laughs> any news on the, on the website. Somebody's got to be the voice, right? Yes. Um, but, yep, that does it for Dave. He's living his life. He's got a family. He's doing his thing. But he still sends in pics, even if it's only two or three times a year and in batches. So thank you for that, Dave. He keeps the uh, bills paid. I think we rack up about a... bill annually for the podcast hosting. So thank you for that. We couldn't do it without you. I don't know where I'd scrounge up that kind of dough. (laughs) Uh, That was rude. 
Yeah, I'm a little rude. But we love you, Dave. He said I could give him a hard time on air, so I'm taking full advantage of that. He's probably regretting telling me that I could do that. <laughs> um, all right. Let's keep the train of chugging along. And this next one, I like because I always like to uh, avoid as much work as possible. Uh, this next one was sent in by our, um, I think I'm going to stop calling him number one fan, Spike, and call him our northern correspondent. Because he's from Canada? What do you think? And at this point, he's sort of working for us. I know. I was going to tell him, just go out and buy a fucking field recorder. You can probably find one for 200 bucks, maybe a little bit under. Oh, uh, yeah. I was um, going to say, you could get one definitely for cheaper than that. And then yeah. you're just going to need... And then he could just be our third... He could be our third host. I'd be down, especially because, I mean, his music picks are, are great. Uh, even yeah, though his personal picks aren't that good. Um, his personal preferences on who he likes are shit. Um, but his music's, <laughs> his music I think he's good. good all around. Um, what if he got on here and he like sounded weird though? What if <laughs> like he had a high pitched voice like Mariah Carey or something? Or he had like a, a Canadian crazy accent. High voice. A re- yeah. He's really God, friendly. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. We can't have a Canadian accent on here. That's going <laughs> to fuck the whole thing up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I'm trying to figure out a better name for him. Northern Correspondent yeah. No, Northern Correspondent is great. Okay. Um, yeah, so he sent this one in. I think this was one of the last ones. He, he sends in picks by batches, too, like Boss Van Dave. And I think the last email that he sent, we ended up playing just about everything that he sent. And, and this is one of the last ones. So he owes us another, <laughs> he owes us another email because I, I don't want to do the work. And he's done so much work for us. So Is that bad? No, that you're, you're actually fantastic at delegating work. I am not. I, yeah. I don't delegate work at all. I just uh, keep it all to myself, and I don't do it, or I do it very slowly. Um, wow. so very slowly is usually the end, I see. Yes, um, definitely delegate yes. the work to him. So, Spike, don't be a foot dragger like Bob, because he's a fucking loser, and we know you're awesome, and we know I'm awesome. So let's work together. Cut Bob out of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need someone to edit this. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely we do. We'll give it to Bob to edit. Uh, this is Hotel Murder with Hotel Murder.
Hotel Murder is the name of the song. Name of the band's the same. Can't beat a little bit of horror punk out of the Great White North. That one was sent in by our northern correspondent and number one fan, Spike. Uh, that band, I guess, is about two years old. I think I, um, I think I already had them on my radar, but I don't think I had gotten too deep. Yeah, I only uh, saw two songs music, on Spotify so. from them because I, I really liked them. And just based off of the picture, I'm like, it's going to be horror punk. It's a skeleton head with whatever. But uh, actually, I mean, it doesn't sound like what I would expect. It didn't have any like twanginess to it or anything. So uh, I was down exactly. with it. Exactly. Really and we've had it. the conversation before that we don't like horror punk, but then we like horror punk. Sure. So this is another one that when they said they were horror punk, I was like, there's no way. I like this too much. And then I <laughs> hearkened back to our previous conversations where we decided that we really like horror punk. We just don't admit it. Yeah. For some <laughs> yes. reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Spike, uh, get on your horse, buddy. We need your help. Send us another email. Um, next up, NorCal Post Punks. This is Chrome Rose with Worst of Me. <laughs> Sorry about 
from the 2019 EP, Life and Death 2020. MMXX, Roman numerals. Was it a 2019 EP or was it a 2020 EP, hence 2020? No, oh, God damn it. I don't know. I'm <laughs> fucked up. Uh. <laughs> and my notes sometimes aren't the best, uh, but those guys were really clean. I, I, the music, the whole... I don't. I, I listened to a few of the songs. I don't know if they're all from the same album or not. Um, but yeah, I don't... And that's not normally like kind of my genre I, I lean more towards the punk side of it yeah um, I but i found myself digging them a little bit yeah yeah no the, well they sent that in uh these are guys that send okay. in music they were good like i said i'm not gonna i'm not gonna discriminate so, just because it's not my kind of music doesn't mean that it's not good music because most <laughs> of the music i like is shit here's what happened is this came out january 1st 2020 the copyrights 2019 which is where you got uh, the 2019 okay from. okay Bob with the save. He's making me look good. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Now you owe me one or <laughs> It's going to be ten. hard to make you look good, buddy. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. You got Photoshop skills, tough. right? <laughs> Not really. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's round out this first block of music. This next one is from, I guess, New York City, New Jersey Punks. It's from the 2019 LP, Opiate for the Madness. Uh, this one's called Generation Fucked. The name of the band is Car Bomb Parade. <laughs> Northern New Jersey slash NYC thrash punks. That was Car Bomb Parade with Generation Fucked. Uh, those guys have been kicking it since around, I don't know, 2013. So about a good seven years now, maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, I think it's the first time we've played, but uh, that was from the 2019 LP, Opiate for the Mad Madness. 
See, they tried to trick me mm-hmm. and make me say masses. I got you guys. <laughs> um, so definitely check it out. The rest of the album was pretty fucking dope, too. Uh, lots of really good fucking bangers on there. So if you ever want to uh, get to know your neighbors, put on that album, turn it up, and I'm sure they'll come over and talk to you. And now... I guess it's time to talk about the little bit of news that there's been. We have news? We have a little bit of news. So it's not going to be a very long segment, but that's fine. I'm sure people don't want to hear us drone on about bullshit. So here we go. Legendary New York hardcore band Cro-Mags. Cro-Mags is back with a 13-track EP after about 20 years after their last album. So glad to see them back. They're looking uh, as spry as ever. I guess. Yeah, I guess they're older <laughs> guys, but they can still move around. Um, the name of the album is In the Beginning. It's out via Mission 2 Entertainment. You can hear uh, the album just about anywhere online. Uh, YouTube, I don't know, Spotify, Bandcamp. Yeah. All the usual suspects. Uh, I was never much of a Cro-Mags fan, but I'm really glad to see him sticking around. What about you, Bob? Uh, yeah, did you know, random fact, that their singer is a uh, triathlete or whatever you call it? I did not. What's your definition of a triathlete, though? Uh, someone who does triathlons. <laughs> or, or like the Iron Man thing. Okay. So an Iron Man slash triathlete. No, yeah. I did not know that. But I, I'm sure um, that probably relates very well to his secondary career as which is? a hardcore musician. Oh. Oh, well, I don't think he has a career as a triathlete. I just think it's a side hobby. Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, I guess. His side <laughs> hustle. How about that? I'm sure. It's just how many punk rockers do you see out there doing a uh, bike, swim, and run for hundreds of fucking miles? Jesus Christ. Not very many. No. Yeah. I, like, the thought of it makes me, uh, <laughs> it makes me just slightly sick. thinking about this shit. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad one of us out there in the scene is representing a healthy lifestyle. Because <laughs> if it was all up to me and Bob, that would not it. be good. Just, just um, yes, but I was very glad to hear. Um, uh, it's always nice to see these bands that have been around for a long time that are um, still able to come up with the inspiration for a full album, 13 tracks. So good on you, gents. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good album. I don't know. Did you listen to any of I, it other I, than... I did not listen to the Chrome album. Way to go, Bob. So he can't <laughs> contribute to the conversation, so we'll just keep things moving along. I know the next story Bob can contribute because it's the only thing he did contribute to this episode. So, Bob, um, let's talk about I it. I contributed two things. <laughs> All right, let's what get, you got? Let's get the facts straight. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Anyways, the Chinkies. The Chinkies 
is uh, they have released a new EP, uh, a five-song EP. And if you're not familiar with the Chinkies, uh, yes, Chink is a derogatory term. Um, but the Chinkies were uh, an all-Korean uh, punk rock band formed by Mike Park of the Skanking Pickles, also uh, the dude who created Asian Man Records. Um, he was joined along by Steve Choi, the guitarist for RX Bandits, um, who was in the Chinkies prior to this and then joined RX Bandits um, after their breakup. So uh, they have not released any music in 2001, I think since uh, Steve left, essentially. <clears throat> and they got back together. Um, and released a band. They have a few new members. Uh, Steve did an album or a, uh, a, a band called Peaced Out. It was a side project from RX Bandits. And so I believe their drummer um, joined uh, the Chinkies uh, for the, the EP that they released here. But yeah, I thought it was really exciting to hear um, some music from them after all these years. I had first heard of them on, um, <clears throat> I believe it was called Mail Order is Fun, and it was a compilation from Asian Man Records back in... I probably right around here, two thousand and one, and they were they were on it, um, or at least they were on one of them, and that's where he's learned pimping out his new band, the Chinkies. <laughs> that's why I had to send out a sample. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure Skank and Pickles was on there, and whatever. I mean, yeah. Mike Park's done a million things. I mean, he he performed under his own name for a long time as well. So, yep. Um, and this new EP uh, titled K A Music is also released on Mike Park, which I would imagine stands label, for Asian Korean. I would imagine that stands for Korean American music. I would guess that seems like a pretty logical deduction. Yeah, Bob, and you I, aren't just all ugly uh, looks. You're <laughs> a brain. Too. I mean, looks. You're a brain too. <laughs> Somewhat. Uh, deductive Somewhat. reasoning skills are a strong suit for me sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, Mike's out here in Long Beach um, or somewhere around here, Orange County, um, which is where Steve Choi is out of. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, again, I just thought this was an exciting release from no, musicians. No, good who, find. I'm glad that you could contribute. <clears throat> more, two things. Two things. Let me set the record straight <laughs> since Bob wants to talk shit under his breath. I'm not sure how I stumbled upon this either. Uh, uh, I really have no it idea. It wasn't from DyingScene.com. I can tell you that. <laughs> it definitely was not. It was Brooklyn <laughs> Vegan. <laughs> Um, all right. Next up, it was not much of a story, but I think it uh, notes uh, uh, some attention here. Uh, Riot Fest, uh, which is originally scheduled for this coming September uh, 11th, 12th, 13th, has been pushed out to 2021, which was inevitable. Um, but it's always uh, good to know these things. So uh, lots of really good bands on there. My Chemical Romance, uh, Pixies, Coheed and Cambria, Dirty Heads. Simple Plan, I guess, is a good band. Circle Jerks, Thrice. <laughs> I guess. I, who are Bayside. you trying to appease? You're not appeasing me. I am definitely. Pop, swimmers. There's a whole bunch of really did good ones. Did you say Circle Jerks? I think everybody should go see them. Thrice. I did say Circle Gogo Jerks. Bordello. Do you like Gogo Bordello? I mean, I'll listen to them. Okay. I, would, I don't know if I would go to a show just because of them, unless like it was just to shoot them, because yeah. I, I haven't shot them before. The, so. He would be fun uh, to shoot, that's for sure. Yeah, I bet. Uh, yeah. Their accordion player or violinist is like 80 years old with it, like a giant beard and a fat belly. Um, Pop is playing. I'm excited about that. Uh, Thursday and Saves the Day, going back to some of my... Uh, 
my uh, emo roots, Hepcat and Fishbone, back to Hepcat the... Hepcat and Fishbone right there might be worth price of admission. Those yeah. two, I think, might be a pretty good one. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, definitely watch, you know, stick around and see Pup and... Um, I don't know, like the Mike. I would like to see My Chemical Romance. It's not my music, but they're pretty good. Definitely yeah. would stick around for the Pixies. Uh, did you say Radkey? Radkey's also on there. I don't know if you saw that or not. I didn't, but we just played Radkey an episode or two episode ago. Episode or two, yeah. So. Absolutely. And they are a very fun band. Um, so Fest does things in waves. So they released their first wave lineup. What does that mean? Are, are you familiar enough with Riot Fest to know, like, what their second wave looks like and when it is or what's going on with that yeah well they do have um it's uh, obviously the follow-up dates are going to be the september 16th 17th 18th kind of dates um but yeah this first um wave here i guess is probably going to be the the closing night i would guess the bigger bands i think it Oh, so they first wave meaning like bands. the big bands? Is that what they mean? I think so. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, you might be right. I, I mean, I didn't I don't know. know. If There's there some be... big names on here. Yeah, I just didn't know if there'd be subsequent dates. Yeah, I, a few of my friends, I got a text message two weeks ago, and someone's like, Riot Fest 2021, we're going. And I, like, friends who I did not expect, and they're all like, cool, booking, bought this, done that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. They're all no, going with. I can't. I, yeah, I don't it's... know if I could be able to afford it. Yeah, and it's not as much punk. If I'm going to a festival and I'm working, it's going to be like a punk rock bowling or or a hoots of festival. Are you a fan a of the Pixies? I, I like Pixies. Yeah, okay. and yeah. I, I mean, I don't. It's another one of those. I wouldn't pay like a festival price to go see just them. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. Pixies are good. They're old school. Smashing Pumpkins or no? No, no, I could do without them. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, both both bands that I've seen and very fun and entertaining. Man, uh, what's his name from Pixies? Uh, Frank Black. I think that's his name. Uh, maybe, yeah. <clears throat> Any, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Um, but we saw them like I don't know six years ago, and they were they were awesome. Uh, like I still got a great voice on them. So that uh and smashing pumpkins seemed like it would be uh worth the the big trip out there but yeah like you said not a whole lot of punk bands making it worth the trip that you probably couldn't catch for a lot cheaper and then like just the price of right. day tickets i don't know if you looked at it but like the, some of the lineups they have like this vip deluxe package where it's 700 dollars. you get entrance all four days and vip lounge okay. but you have a unlimited uh drink tickets and i'm like i don't could I drink in four days seven hundred dollars <laughs> yeah, exactly. worth of uh, festival alcohol? Uh-uh. That's the yeah. question. At, at fifteen dollars a beer, um, yeah, or yeah. however no, much. It's definitely. I, I think um, a lot of that you're paying for the Lupe Fiasco and the 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 Sublime and the, yeah. Smashing pumpkins. Yeah. I think you're paying those kind of prices when, when uh, our listeners probably specifically wouldn't be too interested. In, in no, I I know one Lupe Fiasco song. I don't know any Run the Jewel. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you who it was. I had to scroll back up to remember the name even. So, <laughs> um, but I mean, it, and there's something to be said for festivals like that. Sometimes it's it's good to have a break, you know, because yeah. if every band is one you want to see, then you kind of get exhausted. So at least now when Lupe Fiasco comes on, <laughs> hit it to the head. Go get some food. Go take shit in the port of the tents. Exactly. So, um, yeah, 
definitely keep that on your radar for late next year. It has been officially moved, and I'm sure everybody will have a grand old time. Uh, all right, last up as far as the news segment goes. I thought this one was kind of a, an interesting story, and it might lead to a, a pretty cool conversation with my buddy Bob here, who's a lot more uh, intelligent than I am about some of these matters. Uh, but Facebook, um, in its efforts to uh, combat, I guess, racism and bigotry, went through and um, deleted all pages and posts and everything associated with, with skinheads. Which I'm sure most people in our scene knows that uh, most skinheads aren't assholes. <laughs> There's a pretty small majority of them that are. So uh, pages like Sharp and uh, Neville, uh, Neville Staple of the specials and, and reggae pages all got temporarily shut down by Facebook uh, because they had references to skinheads and yes. things like that. So um, I think maybe their heart, Facebook their heart was maybe in the right place but um i think it kind of adds to further criticism of of their algorithms and the way that they they administer some of these um punishments i myself have been banned on a few occasions for saying something that's <laughs> a <great>. few <laughs> for saying something it's like every other that, week <laughs> that goes against the facebook standards but this seemed to be um I don't know. It seemed to be not well thought out. Did you did you see any pages that were affected by that? I I actually don't really go on Facebook anymore because uh, I I would say it sort of just goes along with this whole idea that the algorithms um, that pop up are about engagement and like I think my algorithm uh, algorithmic data the data that they use to put into my algorithm to show my feeds and stuff is from years ago when I used to engage a lot on Facebook and my engagements were probably always arguments um, back when I was stupid enough to do that. Probably back when most of us were stupid enough to do that on a continual basis. Um, And so when I go on there, I feel like my feed is just full of, you know, shit posts where it's, you know, I don't know. It's just stuff I don't want to see and stuff I I don't want to hear. So I tend not to go on there. And it's interesting, right? Because um, people talk about like Facebook's uh, responsibility to censor. um, But but we forget, I mean, they're not they're a a publicly traded company. And that's all they are. That's Mm -hmm. like saying that. Chrysler, Chrysler's not a company anymore. <laughs> um, it's like <laughs> saying Toyota or, or something like that has a uh, obligation to do certain things, and they don't at all. I mean, I think what what will um, really change Facebook is people just not using it anymore. Like, you don't like it, don't use it, and and people being up in arms uh, about you know the, their algorithm and moving it. I think it was a lot of people who. Um, get publicity through it like like the specials um right and so that's how like they reach listeners and things like that but like facebook doesn't have an obligation it's just capitalism and if you don't like it like stop using them i don't use them for anything my other podcasts like we start putting it up on there and like fuck facebook we don't want to put our shit on there like i don't care about it i don't want to use it i don't care about making them money in any way shape or form um i don't know it's it's bizarre i know we use facebook to like converse and we use their application but like if they weren't around we would just use discord or we use zoom or something else yeah. it's not like yeah. what has facebook really done for the world you know um i i can't say that they've added anything good to it that i'm aware of 
Yeah, I'd say there might have been a good three-year period where I was, like, really into it because, like, I could follow family and see the kids grow up and shit like that. And then things just started going kind of sideways, and almost every post is political. And it does incite me a little bit. Yeah, me I'm, too. I'm a bit of a reactionary. So that is tough. I had to go through a couple years ago and, like, stop following all of the news pages. Like, I can't follow news pages anymore. Um, so I'm a little bit ignorant to, to current uh, current events as far as, like, the news goes. Um and it's it's now just become almost like like you said uh, like a, a forum for shit posting and back and forth and internet debates that get nobody anywhere not even debates because debates implies some sort of civility right <laughs> um, but it's just like people yeah yelling at each other and, and people that don't know each other so it's like what weight does it hold when you're telling me that you know I'm up I mean beta a beta cuck I, I recently like a, yeah. got sucked into it because of everything that was going on um and so this was people that I do know that I'm arguing with. And, uh, you know, it, it's just like I, I tried really hard to, like, be open minded and consider people's points of views. But when there isn't reciprocation there, um, I just stop. Like, I, I mean, it, it falls on deaf ears a lot of times. So, yeah, it, I, willful, willful ignorance. You can't really combat at all. So yeah. if your mind's um, already that's made kind up, of what it is, like it's not exactly. a platform for changing. Stuff and like that's that. what Facebook has kind of become. Uh, I use it a lot for tracking events like shows mm-hmm. um, because it's really helpful for that because most shows are advertised as events on Facebook. Yeah. So I can keep it all kind of in one place. Uh, but I have started trying to get further and further away from Facebook it. Um, is the, becoming what my space became where it's like just it has a different use now and in 20 years or 10 years it's gonna be gone right yep and hey if i keep getting bands it'll help me disconnect even more so thanks zuck yeah try out Songkick for your bands then you can get off of uh, facebook there you go that's helpful hint from bobbert burns yeah that's what i do and it's great it gives me like notifications pop up on my phone and i go oh shit uh this band's playing and i don't even have to be on facebook so it's great all right maybe maybe my issue is i just don't know how to control my emotions when someone posts something fucking stupid Right. (laughs) Maybe you guys are out there and you're like, like, I don't have any issues with Facebook. I just don't follow those people or I (laughs) just know they're stupid. I'm an adult that just moves on with my life. Yeah. I I have this analogy that I use where it's like, you know, uh, a family member gets upset with somebody or whatever. And, or, or you get upset with a friend and, and, uh, if I know the person well, and I know like this person's sort of, off their rocker a little bit. I'm like, dude, w- would you get upset if a schizophrenic like got in your face on the corners like you fucking piece of shit? You'd be like, okay, like I'm out of here. This person's crazy, and so like I can say that, and then someone on Facebook says something, and I'm and I know they're fucking right, right. crazy, but I'm just like. What'd you just call me? God damn it! Exactly, you fucking dumb motherfucker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think we're all kind of like that in some way or another. Uh, some of us are probably worse with controlling our impulses. And that's me 100%. Yeah. Impulse control is uh, very low on my uh, good traits. So. <laughs> um, all right. 
That's it for news, though, really. I just thought that was kind of an interesting story. A, a little bit of overreach, but maybe with uh, hearts in the right place. I don't know. It's kind of bad to say Facebook ever has their heart in the right place either, because I don't think that's true. But yeah, they're just a company I trying guess. to make some money. Maybe they were trying to do something good, and it still backfired on them. So, <laughs> fuck you, Zuck. I, I would say if they're trying to do anything good, it's only to capitalize off of like oh for sure, current, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. I I don't know. Anyways, look, you no want question? You want to listen to more politics? Uh, check out Wayward Weekly on your local <laughs> podcast stream. You son of a bitch! And you can listen to uh, me talk more about politics and shit I don't know about but um and at some point they're gonna have me on and regret it very shortly after I, I would love to look um I will say this is that doing that other podcast grounds me a little bit and that I get all worked up and then I I go what the fuck am I doing like if anybody's listening to this and and you know we have a small following um but it's like I gotta treat this like I'm I'm teaching a class or something and I shouldn't just be up here ranting we should be like thinking about solutions and actually changing our behavior behavior in positive ways. So I will say the one good thing about that, that podcast is that, uh, it really grounds my, uh, sometimes emotional, uh, outbursts on opinions or facts. And uh, it uh, might, it might do me some good then. <laughs> I, I, I really, it's just about finding like, how do we find solutions to these problems that are, that are more feasible. So check out Wayward Weekly if you want to hear me uh, talk more about that. A lot more mature than this show. <laughs> um, all right, let's go. Uh, this next one isn't really news, but I figured it's a good transition from news back to our next block of music. Uh, we got a new band. They've been around for about a year playing shows, but they're releasing a new album, their debut album, uh, in the next couple of weeks. I didn't get a, re a release date on that. Band name is UXB. Uh, features members uh, of US Bombs minus lead singer Dwayne Peters. Uh, they um, formed a, uh, about a year or so ago uh, after parting ways with the original vocalist Dwayne Peters after some conflicting political reviews of views, not reviews. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So they went out uh, after a couple years of not playing music uh, as the U.S. Bombs, and they've teamed up with their new frontman, legendary performer, Jesse Wagner from the Agrilites, and they've kept the same kind of uh, blue-collar punk rock sound, diesel-infused kind of sound, uh, and um, sent us an email. I want everybody to know I've been a longtime fan of U.S. Bombs, so I was pretty stoked about yeah. it. Uh, name of the album is Westward, Westworld Crisis, and that's also the title track we're going to play right now. Let's spin it, Bobby. Stay 
County. That was the title track from the upcoming 12-track album, Westworld Crisis, from UXB. That one is due out sometime in August. We don't have an exact release date yet, or if we do, I overlooked it because I'm a dumbass. <laughs> but definitely keep an ear out for that one. Uh, former members of U.S. Bombs. I'm sure there's lots of fans out there. This is the new project, Sands. Mr. Dwayne Peters. So if you're a fan of the sound, definitely check out the rest of that album. I got a link to the early release, and the whole thing's pretty fucking good. So uh, do you know when he left the band, Peters? Well, I think the band U.S. Bombs is still in existence, but it might just be him at this point. Uh, He's had some pretty radical uh, views, I guess is a good way of saying that. Yeah. And and he's been doing it a lot on on social media, which Uh kind of links back to the conversation we just had uh-huh. um, so I think um, the band maybe just didn't have the same alignment <clears throat> as him it's, and they've decided they kind of did their own thing and they went out and got a new lead singer which is not even a bad thing you see bands doing that all the right, time when right. it's not even like political it's reasons funny that it's he's just like hey continue it by yeah. himself possibly um, here, here's something I, I want to go back to the previous conversation related to this a little bit um, okay. is if Facebook's algorithms block him from being on Facebook anymore and posting that shit is that a good thing or a bad thing because now fans of his can't find out who he really is and it <clears> might <throat> lead some people to continuing to listen to him or support him if they just don't see him on there anymore posting that shit so on the one hand like it's it becomes an avenue for him to spread a message of hate but on another hand I mean if you're confident enough in people and the way things are going it's an avenue for people to see he's a dipshit well, and, I mean, I don't know. If you're going, if if you're a fan, you're going to shows. If you're going to shows, you're hearing kind of what these people have to say. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I don't know. It, it might just be another avenue for people outside of the scene to have a reason to interject their opinion into our scene for no fucking reason at all. <laughs> so, you know, there's that side of the coin. So, yes. you know, if it's one of those things where us fans who are familiar and we're going to shows and we're seeing it and we're seeing it actually 
take place on stage while there's a public forum for these things to be said. And yeah. we're like, wait, that's not fucking cool. Then at least it's kind of contained a little bit in our scene. Yeah. Um, so to say, so, I mean, nothing these days is really contained that much. Yeah. So it's going to get out eventually, regardless of which aisle you sit on. Interesting point though. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I agree yeah. with what you're saying. Uh, who knows? I mean, I really couldn't tell you. I don't know if Facebook is good or bad. I think originally it was made to be something good. I think there's a good premise behind it. Um, I think it was poorly executed and poorly managed, but what isn't poorly well, executed? I was really just curious days. as to what you thought about that, and I think you had a really uh, good um, counter response to it right off the bat, like meaning your emotional responses. Well, they're just going to find it anyways in, in this way or that way, and it's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's after one and a half strawberries. <laughs> you called yourself out on it. You must be getting drunk off those things. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yes, so definitely check out UXB. They got a new album coming out in August. I'm pretty stoked for it. You should be, too. Uh, you should also be pretty fucking stoked for our next band. Bob actually had listened to this band a little bit earlier today or yesterday and was surprised to see them on the outline, meaning he did no research for this episode. I but the next band, listen, don't even, don't zip it, you bastard. <laughs> don't you interrupt my fucking drop. This next one is called True Colors. It's from hardcore group Minority Threat. Spin it, motherfucker. called True Colors from the Columbus, Ohio Hardcore Quartet Minority Threat. That one uh, was from their newest EP which is self-titled. Bob, you had something to say before we played the song? Let's hear it. I, I was just saying that I didn't not do any research. I did some research. D you did some research. I okay. I didn't do all the research. I did half all right. of it. Okay. I'll give you credit. You did some research. Partial Bob, credit. you're a very special individual. You uh, will live in my heart forever. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody's wondering why I'm being nice to him, it's because I fucked something up that Bob's going to edit out. Also, so <laughs> also I stuck up for you earlier and you owed me one. <laughs> I think we're I think we're actually starting to to love one another, Bob. What is Sarah gonna say? After three and a half years. It took a while for you to warm up to me. 
Is that the way it went? Uh, I, I thought it was the other way around, but... Never. I've loved you since the day I set eyes on you, Bob. You sexy motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to insert a really great song right there. As it's long be... as the only thing you're inserting is a song, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, Bob just played his song that he inserted. I don't even know what it was, but we're going to uh, definitely move on playing. to a song that, <laughs> that I do know what it is. This one is called Brick from Fake Names. Fake names, name of the track is Brick. That is from the brand new self-titled debut album that is out on Epitaph Records. Uh, those Brooklyn punks actually feature Brian Baker from Minor Threat and Bad Religion. Almost like a super group. I think if you have Brian Baker in your group, you should be considered a super group, regardless of it, anybody else in the, in the band is there well known There are other people in the band. There are, definitely. Someone... And I read through them, and I didn't recognize any right off bat. I recognize fucking Brian Baker. So, super group. Dennis, I dubbed him. Dennis Lixon is the singer of the band, and he is from Refused. The vocals are pretty fucking awesome. Yes. I gotta say. <laughs> Did you ever get into Refused or no? Not a lot. Um, I think we've had conversations about them before because I think you have a connection. Yes. I, I just like them. I tried to interview them while they were coming out here. Was it? Yeah, maybe that's all it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, if you have a member of Bad Religion in your band, you're a super group. Uh, yeah, just I remember uh, reading something um, months ago about this band because I was stoked they were coming out with something. And uh, I think he just said, like, Brian from Bad Religion hit him up. And uh, at one point in time, um, they were, uh, uh, Dennis Lixon was doing stuff with Epitaph Records, I think through the International Noise Conspiracy, which is another band of his uh, side project from Refused. I, I refused, honestly, I think was signed with them for a while as well, back with like Punkorama 4 or 5. Um, so they've had ties together for a long time. Um, and then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and then um, 
Yeah, so he just asked him to to be in the band and uh, had said, like, why would you not be in a band? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking perfect answer. Yeah. I like it. Yes. Why not? So if the the moral of the story is if Brian Baker asks you to be in a band, you say yes, even if you can't play an instrument. I hope he never asked me because he would find out really quickly that that was a But you're going to have to say yes. You just do it. Hopefully he enjoys desk drums. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Bob, you gave, th- this is the other contribution you made. Earlier when I said you only made one, you called me out, said I was a liar. I can admit to that. I was lying. You contributed two things. This is the second. Um, I couldn't find much information on this next band, so I'm going to let you do it. Yeah, so the information on this band is they are a band from... I guess I'll just say Aquadulce, California. Uh, oh, where, my goodness. Where I Deep grew in. up. <laughs> Deep in the hills. All right. Um, I uh, went to high school with two of the guys. Actually, they got, they got rid of one of the guys I went to high school with recently. I don't know if he quit or if they booted him out. I would imagine they're all still friends because they've known each other for such a long time. But um, uh, So one of the guys in the band, Jesse Medina, actually plays bass for a band called Kid Force, um, who opened at the 2016 uh, Olympics in Russia and they tour in China every year and like they're a really big band it's crazy so when I like hang out with Jesse I'm like hey how's it going dude like we've played a lot of shows together over the years and he's like oh good you know I just got back Um, we just toured China or we just did this or we just did that and they're not very big here and then he'll show me a picture of himself on stage in front of like 60 (laughs) fucking thousand people yeah the smart fan (laughs) (laughs) and and he's playing these ginormous shows where he goes and he makes a lot of money and then he comes back and plays in some small local bands and stuff so um out of all the local bands and all of my friends bands and stuff that uh that i've listened to and i've been fans of um this is by far my favorite um you know we all me the lead singer and i we end up listening to a lot of the same music um and uh, same thing with jesse and so um when I first started listening to them play, I was just blown away um, by their energy uh, because mm, they thrash yeah. <laughs> on stage. Yeah. Uh, and the guitar player just like vamps and and um, he, uh, I don't know, he just layers things up and he yells and screams so hard and, and just for a few pieces they make so much noise. So without further ado, this is Conjure from Legions. <laughs> Yeah. 
that was the new single Conjure from Bobby's friends band Legions. A hardcore outfit out of Agua Dulce, which I'm sure nobody will know, but uh, <laughs> Agua Dulce has, uh, isn't that where the Vasquez Rocks are? I bet yeah. you everybody knows Vasquez Rocks. Everybody knows Vasquez Rocks because right. you've probably seen it in the Flintstones live action movie or Star Trek or Blazing Saddles or a million other movies that they've filmed there. Google Vasquez Rocks, you know Agua Dulce. Yep. So that's Morrissey where Legion music is from. videos, tons of music videos. I don't, I'm betting they've played some shows at the Britisher. Uh, maybe. I don't. I don't uh, you know what? I think the Britisher is still doing shows. God damn. Was it Carlos? Was that his name? Uh, with Burger Wolf? Uh, yeah, I can't even remember. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while yeah. since I've talked to that guy. He was a really nice guy. I, yeah, I, awesome shows up there. Yeah, the, there's a few the good hills. people. Uh, my my buddy uh, Graham from Order sixty six, and uh, I forget what other band he he did more. Those recently. are the creepy hills out there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, you don't it's like the hills. You don't want to break down out there. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> my family oh, will man. find you, and we will eat you. <laughs> oh man, that is fucked up. I don't eat them. Don't eat them. Take them back to safety. Uh, all right. Look, I'm really stoked for this next uh, next song. This has been my theme song for probably the last six months. If I had known about this album uh, in 2018, this would have definitely been on my albums of the year. I'll have to go back and see what album I would have bumped for this one. <laughs> but I bet you I could find one in my top ten that I would have bumped for this one. Uh, name of the band is Secret Spirit. Name of the song... My theme song is called Feel Good.
from New Hampshire, which we don't get a ton of bands from, and I, I feel a little bit uh, betrayed that Jay Stone didn't uh, recommend this band to us on the last episode <laughs> because that's up in his neck of the woods. That was Secret Spirit, uh, hardcore outfit out of uh, New Hampshire. The name of the song was Feel Good. I know that song didn't really sound like too much hardcore, but um, these guys are really uh, reminiscent of, of None More Black which okay. can be like pop really poppy one song and yeah. then like fucking hardcore like back to kid dynamite days yeah. uh, the next song uh, if you don't believe me go listen to uh the song harpoon off of off of that same self-titled lp uh you'll not argue with me that they're definitely hardcore um the whole album was just fucking incredible i've been spinning that shit non-stop yeah, I, I really dug months. it. That was definitely, I told you, that was my favorite uh, on the playlist that I got to. That was the last song I got to on the playlist, so I think I missed the and last. And he, he ended with it. Nothing could be better, right? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, don't agree, because there's two more songs after this, and you can't say. <laughs> you can't say that, that we played the best one already, because then people will fucking leave. Yeah. You have no knowledge of this industry, Bob. <laughs> So I, I know you said you never see uh, bands from New Hampshire or you don't get a lot from New Hampshire, but keep in mind, New Hampshire is like a million people. That is 10 times smaller than Los Angeles. So that's got to be why you're not seeing any bands. Well, but they're there. also pretty well wedged between New York and Boston. So don't give me that fucking excuse. No, I know. I'm just saying like, that's like saying like, you know, you don't hear of a lot of bands coming from San Bernardino. Like, yeah, no shit, because it's fucking small. <laughs> yeah. I saw a meme the other day that said, if 2020, if, if 2020 was a city and it showed ma a Google Maps version or, or view of Sam, San Bernardino. Oh, I was going to say Riverside. <laughs> no, San Apple Bernardino. Valley. I was like, actually, yes. At least Riverside is close enough to the beach. Wait, it was San Bernardino. You got like a two-hour no, drive, man. No, Fuck Riverside that. is right there. Riverside is San Bernardino. It's well, a little it's bit further south, it. though, isn't it? No, a little not bit at all. More, this is, Riverside no? is right, right before you go into... Uh, uh, I tried to stay away from anything Inland Empire. <laughs> it is, <laughs> it is further Inland Empire. It's past Ontario. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I was uh, East L.A. on into the, the yep. fucking ocean. As Nowhere further be. west or east. No, no sir. Um, okay. So, rounding out our second big block of music. Uh, this next one was sent in to the inbox uh, all the way from the United Kingdom, London. Jolly old London. Is that a good one? Jo jolly old London, mate. <laughs> Okay, this should be a thing where you uh, have to do an accent for every band that comes from anywhere besides Los Angeles. So even hmm. with like our last band from, uh, uh, from New Hampshire, we just said New Hampshire. Like what? Okay. What is their accent in New Hampshire? Who the fuck knows? It's something really white. It's got to be like Bostonish, right? Yeah, something so for sure. Yeah. From now on. Anytime there's a band from somewhere any other than California, anywhere else other than California, you okay. have to do an accent and uh, be offensive. All right. Okay, cool. I can be offensive. Yeah. I have lots of experience. Yeah. Uh, so for this next one, was that the, the impersonation I did, the little accent? Is that good? That was Jolly fantastic. Jolly old England. Yeah, that was fantastic. It's, it's foggy. 
It's foggy <laughs> in London, I guess. I don't fucking know. Uh, I don't leave the I don't leave the country. We'll work on that. Although these motherfuckers have banned us. Wait, what do you mean? Did you hear that? The UK banned American travelers. Oh yeah, you well, bastards. rightfully so. I I wouldn't want us anywhere if I weren't me, right? Well, it's really funny because I don't. The last time I traveled internationally was before nine eleven, uh-huh. or very shortly after nine eleven. So uh-huh. you didn't need a passport to go anywhere, um, and now you need a passport to go anywhere outside of the country. So I said, you know what? This year, since you know I, I can't travel anywhere, I'm going to go ahead and lay down the five hundred dollars or so for me and Mrs. Anarcho Punk to get our um, passports, so that next year we can travel. We're going to go to fucking Europe or something. All right. Well. Well, no, no, we're not probably now. not. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, I was thinking maybe Thailand. I heard there's some awesome lady boys. Yeah, we're, we're planning on uh, going to Thailand next year for our honeymoon, possibly. For uh, the lady boys? Yes, for the lady boys. Uh, the $5 happy ending massages that they offer. Yes, sir. Um, that's the only reason I want to go is so I can get some cheap ass massages every day and live like a king for a week. Massaging that D. Yep. I hear you, dog. Yep. Five bucks. <laughs> Put a glove okay, on, was... and I close my eyes, and it's all the same, dude. Was that offensive enough? Are we good there? Did I get my? <laughs> did I cover my uh, offensiveness? I hope so. Okay, let's go ahead and play the last song. Back to business. This next one is from London, UK. If you're a fan of Banner Pilot, you're gonna love these guys. Name of the band is Modern Shakes. The song is called Fair Deuce.
London UK pop punkers modern shakes was the band name of the track was fair dues that was the newest single from their newest album someday one day which is a follow-up to their extremely well-received 2019 ep murmur uh like i said if you're uh, a banner pilot fan you're gonna love that and if you're not a banner pilot fan fuck you i'm going on the record because if you don't like banner pilot i don't fucking like you can i can i that can i (laughs) can i put out a fun (laughs) fact (laughs) <laughs> Fun fact is, yes, Bob. Uh, there's another pop punk band from uh, Manchester called the Fair Dues. Uh, so I wonder if they are buddies somehow because Modern Shakes being from London, uh, naming a song Fair Dues, and close by having Manchester band who's also pop punk Fair Dues. I wonder, could they possibly not know about each other? Or is it a shout out? I'm curious. Well, I don't know about this song. I know Modern Shakes, the band name, is a tribute to a Banner Pilot song of the same name. But yeah. I can't uh, really comment on Fair Dues. That's an interesting, interesting question. We'll have so to see if they respond back. I would say if they shout out to Banner Pilot, why wouldn't they shout out to another band? Well, because if it's a band that nobody knows, I mean, Banner Pilot's a little bit bigger than some little band in Manchester, right? That's true. But if they're friends and they're close by and they know each other, why not shout out your friends' bands like I did here on my podcast for Legions? Um, well, they I don't will know. Be Maybe those Englanders are real assholes like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already knew that coming into it. Of course. They tried to take yeah. over the world once, and uh, here we are trying to do it now. We dumped their fucking tea and sent them packing, motherfuckers. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Um, so, uh, hey, you guys are going to be tagged in this, and uh, hopefully you hear this podcast. <laughs> Hit us back. I'd Don't love to know if you guys are friends with the band. That'd be uh, a fantastic little... Uh, it would make me happy. I don't know if it would make anybody else happy, but it would make me happy. Well... There you go. I'm sure we'll get a response from them uh, because of your heartfelt ploy. <laughs> I guess it was some sort of ploy. Not much of a Don't ploy. Don't respond to him. He's got something behind this. I wouldn't trust him. Uh, what are we going to do next time, Bob? We tried to get a, like a, another co-host because people were really digging it and everybody was like, nah. Nah, we're good. We heard enough. We well, don't want to co-host with you. So um, I say we like start reaching out hardcore to like a few bands at a time, and as opposed to one at a time, being like, "Hey, um, you know, we've we've been having bands or people come and co-host with us. Um, we reached out to a few other bands. So first one to hit us back is on the next episode. If you still hit us back, you could be on the one after that or something. And uh, let's do that. I'd like to reach out to Problem Daughter. I thought about Burnt Tapes, but Burnt Tapes are overseas. Um, but these are all bands that like are, you know, up and coming and have a few things released that I enjoy, but I don't know a lot about the bands because they're not bad religion or something like that. Sure. So mm-hmm. um, I think that it'd be fun to just start reaching out to a lot of these bands and get them on the podcast and have them uh, shoot the shit with us. Learn a little bit about who they are and what they're doing. I think that's a pretty good idea. The only real caveat is making sure that they have something to record with, which I guess is probably where we're going to lose most of them. But you know who we should hit up is Mr. Rob from wiretap because he's been si- have you been following wiretap uh, Facebook yes. lately yes i have he's been signing bands left and right i think he's signed f- like four or five bands since lockdown yeah 
That, so, I mean, that guy is going to be the next Fat Records or something. He's been that working his ass off. Up. Yeah. And I think we could probably, I mean, we could ask Rob for just about anything and he'll definitely, you know, ask the band. Yeah. So that might be a good place to start. One of these newer bands that he signed with. I'd like to know what, like, their perspective, like, what is being signed by Wiretap mean? Like, because to me, I'd be like, fuck, that is, that's starting to get like, like fat records. Yeah, absolutely. Level. I think I maybe mean, he's like one of those, like slightly where, below, but. It is where they're going to be definitely in the yeah. next five years because they, yep. he's doing the most groundwork out of any other record label out there to um, not only make a name for himself, but like find good man, bands, promote the bands, put the tours together and things like that, where it's like, Fat Record is still doing that sort of, but they're finding bands like to curate or, or to pluck to help curate their uh, list of bands that they already have and then throw them on tour with that. And yeah, it makes that one band big, but it doesn't create this new culture of music within punk rock like Fat Records and Epitaph did way back in the day or even some of their offshoots. You know, you might argue that like Hellcat sort of helped do that um, for yeah, Red Scare. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, is Red Scare like a branch off of um, a bigger Fat. record label? Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. So Toby used to run, um, I think he ran like the warehouse or something for a while. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so like that creates like all these subgenres within punk rock and it creates like all these bands who then tour together and write together and, and then like people get into those bands. And um, I don't know. I just remember that really being a prominent thing that doesn't quite exist too much anymore but rob is is really pulling through with it um at a global scale uh yeah. with bands that are outside of the country and so i think uh in five years ten years time there's going to just be this really interesting niche within punk rock that he's created uh, himself yeah so and and i think he's also so if you rewound the clock to 20 years ago when fat was first starting to you know get big you knew a fat record band when you heard it yeah you know it's that fat record sound and they're not really like that anymore because they have kind of strayed away from that and started signing bands mm -hmm. that, that aren't that fat that skate punk pop right. sound um and like rob's already there like he's not like it's what's what's a wiretap sound oh it's not there is no wiretap sound he just signs fucking good bands yeah so like that's the sound good yeah. fucking bands yeah i see what so you mean, yeah. that's what i like about it there's not a sound for it other than these bands are fucking excellent yeah they've got a good message they're fucking talented and they work fucking hard yeah and that's the kind of music I want to listen to, regardless of exactly how it sounds. You know, of course, like skate punk is my like personal favorite genre. I'm a fucking white kid <laughs> that's like 40, around 40 years old. Of course, skate punk is my preferred genre. Yeah. But it's great to see that he's signing bands that aren't that. And he's not put, putting himself into a hole and saying, well, this is a wiretap sound. Yeah. Because he's got fucking bands uh, all over the fucking musical spectrum as far as the punk subgenres yeah. go and I think that's what's most impressive to me because I get exposed to stuff because he's willing to expose me to stuff like that which I wasn't really granted with Fat Records or Epitaph 20 years ago mm -hmm. yeah 
I agree. I, uh, I think that uh, hitting up Rob is going to be a good way to go. I like that. I think you should do it. Okay. Do it. People we'll do. like you more than me. Other than the listeners, like the people inside the community like you more than me. <laughs> I can vouch for that 100%. Uh, the listeners uh, like me a little more, but like where it counts, the people, those people like you more. So I'll I'm, let you reach out to him. I'm a people person. What can I say? That's how we met. I was like, you wrote up about my band. Let me buy you a beer. <laughs> and that's all it took. Yeah. I've said it many times. If you buy me a beer, I'm like a dog. You pet my belly. I'm your friend for life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's put a bow on this motherfucker, Bobbert. Um, this last one. I figured since we started things off in Japan, I figured we would end things in the land of the rising sun as well. Uh, this last one is from, I guess it's kind of like garage slash funk. It's a strange sound, which is why I, I kind of was drawn to it. Um, but these guys are pretty fucking awesome. They got a really unique sound. Another awesome band from Japan. I kind of went down a rabbit hole. I'm sure we're going to have a few more bands from Japan over the next few episodes. This is the first of very many you're going to be hearing from. This one's called Rat Child. Uh, no, this one's called Deja Vu from the band Rat Child out of Tokyo, Japan. Let's hear it, Bob. Until next time, comrades. Stay safe. See ya.
Um, but I don't, I literally don't move for days at a time. I move <laughs> from the bed to my desk, from the desk to the couch, from yep. the couch to the bed. Rinse and repeat. Just turn that into a song. Desk to the couch to the bed. 